everybody, and welcome to our Spooktober Spectacular! Our, this is what, week two of week our two. Spooktober Spectacular. Um, say that five times fast. Right. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Caitlin and I have got some great topics to talk about today. Um, we're super excited because we have some new equipment we're trying out. Yes. And listen, y'all don't understand. We just sat here and laughed for at least a good few minutes. Oh, yeah. Because we've tried all kinds of different equipment, boxes, microphones. Couldn't couldn't get the sound quite right. We bought this on a whim. We were in this little store yeah we were standing in line and checking it was right out. there it was an impulse buy and <laughs> it was only what $13 $13 and we kind of bought it as a joke and so far with our test run it works so we're super excited um but yeah so that's not what we came here to talk about today we're not talking about <laughs> microphones we are actually talking about cryptids this week um as promised and for those of you who don't know what cryptids are caitlin is going to give you a little rundown on what they are and a little bit about their origins or well so i tried to simplify this because it's very deep it is and when i started writing my notes you know i started going into this big long explanation i was like no we got to shorten this down so basically um, a cryptid is defined as an animal that is claimed to exist, but it either hasn't been proven or you can't prove either way. Mm. But I did find some interesting um, information about cryptids. Yeah. There are several animals that we know today that were at one time classified as a cryptid. Really? Which ones? Okay. So I wrote down a couple examples. Some might surprise you. Some might not. Um, the Komodo dragon stop was once a cryptid. Really? Yes, but then they finally proved that they were real. Obviously, right? But that one, I was like, okay, I can see this. Now, the second one made me laugh. The platypus <laughs> used to be a cryptid because people, you know, oh, we've seen this thing, but it wasn't proven to exist. Right now, of course, we learn about platypus in the. Second grade, third grade, when we're young. They're, well, and to be fair, they're strange animals anyway. So right. I can completely see how some strange stories could come from just seeing one of those. Yes. Well, okay, now this one, this next one is actually debated by some people. Okay. A lot of people say, yes, we've proven it. Other people have said, no, we haven't. We've just found something similar. The giant squid, which I know I've seen yeah. some really creepy videos oh. from deep down. Again, going back to the, the phobia, exactly. the underwater phobia. Yes, I have seen some footage that they claim could be a giant squid. Mm-hmm. And allegedly some have washed up on shore somewhere. Right. Don't ask me where. I, I'd have to go look it up. But... You know, they claim that these giant squids, but they're saying even bigger ones than the ones that have washed up on shore exist. And I think that's why some people are saying, like, it's it's a cryptid. It's not proven. Right. We've just found similar 
animals. Right. So this last one, though, I laughed for a good long while because I thought I'd seen it all with a platypus. No. At one point, kangaroos what? were cryptids. Kangaroos? I did not get time to dive into this story on why these were at one point classified as cryptids. But yes, this popped up on the list. Interesting. So I mean, they can do some pretty crazy things. Like, you don't want to get bots by one of those things. And they have no. some long claws. They they are jacked. I would not want to <laughs> no. meet a kangaroo in a back alley. No, for many not. reasons. But definitely for, I don't want to get kicked in the face. So, so that's what it is. And it's yeah. basic definition. It's an animal thought to exist. People will tell stories about it, but nothing has been proven or you can't prove it either way. Basically, it could be any kind of creature, like not just an animal. Right. I think because I think the broader definition of it or what it's kind of expanded to include is not just animals. Like it's beings that we think exist or are rumored to exist but we can't really classify them as anything. Right. Right. And that is definitely included in this um, definition. But just thought I'd throw out some little fun facts there for you. Awesome. Um, we also talk about, you know, cryptids is a very popular topic on TikTok. It is. And one of the things that we learned early on is people don't like to say the names of these creatures because allegedly, <laughs> if you're in the area that they are known or presumed to exist in and you speak their name or even think them or think their name too much it can actually summon them to you i have heard that yeah so a lot of tiktokers will come up with alternate names <laughs> yes they do and some of them are super creative my all-time favorite one i think is flesh pedestrians that one is pretty awesome that one cracks me up uh Windy, windy boy. boy i was gonna say windy boy is probably my second also, favorite they the flesh pedestrians have also been called fleshy boy oh yeah fleshy boy mm -hmm. and then i found one today i had not heard yet but i stumbled across it on accident the wacky bagel <laughs> the wacky bagel the wacky bagel walk into your local bagel shop and order one of those yeah so um i don't know about you but for me when i talk about my creature i'm gonna say their name once maybe twice and then i'm gonna switch because and then we're gonna burn some sage I'm and throw gonna... some salt around us yeah. and i take zero risks no. with this yeah so zero absolutely yeah no risk so would you like to start with your creature uh yeah i can start with my creature um i on the other hand am going to say their name uh i'll tell you why later but we'll get into that okay so it you'll you will appreciate this creature. So I know last last week you went out of the country for your topic. Yes. This week I am going out of the country. Oh, see, I'm back in the country. <laughs> so we just switch. You just flip flop. So, but you'll appreciate this because you and I both have been to the Philippines, and this creature is native to the Filipino culture. 
well, I'm glad I didn't know this when I was over there. Exactly. So, you know, we always said that we felt safer walking down the streets at night in the Philippines than we did here. Right. In the States. Absolutely. Um, I reference it all the time. I'm like, man, I was like, I would, would walk down the streets in the Philippines, no problem. Didn't give a second thought to it. Was never worried. Whereas here, like, I went on a walk today um, in a busier part of the town and had my keys in my hand, like we are taught to do, just in case. Always just in case. Always just in case. So, you know, again, I don't know that it, that I will feel so safe in the Philippines anymore whenever we do go back. Great. I know. I, I'm probably going to ruin this for you well, i'm sorry let's just dive right in then but to be fair i'm going to ruin it for me as well okay we so, go down together all right so where this came from as far as the, where i got my inspiration for the topic for this week mm-hmm. um in our household we love to watch a lot of paranormal shows oh yes like if we're kind of like in between seasons of our normal shows we will just throw on something paranormal, whether it's right. ghost adventures, ghost hunters, uh, paranormal caught on camera, some random alien documentary. Like, we love all of that kind of weird stuff. Mm. And <laughs> so there's this show that we often end up landing on called Paranormal Caught on Camera. I don't like this already. <laughs> and it's... A lot of their stuff, like, some of it they can debunk. Some of it they leave you kind of hanging, like, oh, I don't know. This one, though, was pretty freaky. This episode just blew my mind. Like, I was I was actually kind of, like, reading a book mm-hmm. and stopped to intently focus on this. This oh, is, goodness. okay, caught my attention. So... In this video, it's in the Philippines. I didn't catch where at in the Philippines. Um, but there is like an enclosed gated area, which, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of the houses are gated in some areas. Right. Um, or neighborhoods are gated. Mm-hmm. So this was, it was a gated area and it was an iron gate. Like they made reference to it's an iron gate. So it's not a flimsy like it wasn't made out of bamboo it wasn't you know Mm -hmm. it was metal yeah solid metal and you're looking from the inside of the area out towards the gate that's where the camera is pointed and you see coming from the left this like really fast blur almost as if a creature or something was running to get to the gate okay and it stops like mid gate and then you see it kind of it's almost like it (laughs) you don't laugh at me it's almost like it wiggles its way like it i thought you were gonna go wiggling or i thought you were gonna go star trek well like it it materialized it almost materializes like uh, of course you know the camera was a little you know splotchy not splotchy that's not the right word um but it was like it it looked like this thing materialized or like total star trek transport through the gate the Mm -hmm. gate did not open the gate did not move Uh uh-huh so it comes through this gate 
And it starts very quickly taking a humanoid form. Oh no. But you can clearly tell that something is not right, which is a very common thing with other cryptids. Yeah. They will take the form of a human. Or something close. Or something close. But there will be something off. Their hands will be elongated. They'll walk funny. Their eyes won't be right. Like, there's all these legends about similar cryptids doing this. And you see this on this video. This thing materializes, takes on this human form, and just keeps on walking through this gated area. Clearly a person. Like, there's no doubt that it's a person. Oh, no. Person. I say in air quotes. And they, in the show, they they referenced, they said, you know, could this be in a swung? A what? A swung. A swung. Yes. Or if you're American looking at it, it looks like a swing. Gotcha. But it's a swung. Okay. And I was like, I don't know that I've ever heard of that. So what did I do? I looked it up and boy, I was not ready for this. Are you ever ready when you do creepy things? (laughs) It's like a train wreck. Like you can't stop. Like it's so bad, but I kept researching anyways. And, um, so a swung, I guess I should back up. A swung is a generic term in Tagalog the language of the Philippines that refers to anything that could be classified as like a demon, a ghost, a witch, another monster. Like it's a, right. You're familiar with some of the Filipino words. Like it's not like one word has one meaning, right? This one word kind of has a broad definition and you kind of see that as you're looking into the, history of the aswang or the stories of the aswang um because there's different versions gotcha so um so it is a very broad term and it's the subject of a lot of myths and stories um you'll see it in like performing arts you'll see it in films um and it's very well known throughout the philippines like hmm. apparently this like they use this it's just so permeated into their culture. Like the closest thing that I could think to compare it to for us would be the boogeyman. Okay. Or the monster under your bed. Like something that is just so ingrained into our culture. It's just known. It's just known. Has anybody ever seen the boogeyman? Depends on who you ask. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So it's kind of the same way. Uh, with the aswang uh and you know there like i said there's many versions that exist um but in looking at all the different versions of the aswang they all have one thing in common okay they all shape shift they're all shapeshifters and um they do share a lot of similarities with vampires of the western culture really they do. Um, they can be human-like in appearance. Uh, we'll get into that a little more here in a second. And then they can shape-shift. They live off of blood. 
Of course they do. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, it gets a little scarier, it, but the basis is they can survive off of blood. However, unlike vampires, they are notable for their long, black, forked, proboscis tongue. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh. Disgusting. And this tongue is designed, like, it's not like we think of like a little, like it's long, like it can stretch like multiple times Ugh. the length of their body, like almost like a whip. Hmm. Yeah. And this tongue is designed to pierce flesh and it's, think of it almost like a straw, but like a two-way straw because they can like move solids in both directions because one version of the aswang they they chew up this root uh-huh. i can't remember the name of the root they chew up this root and then they like inject it into their victim which paralyzes them and then they suck the blood up through the tongue so it's like a two-way street so it's almost like a mosquito kind of where they like into your skin so you don't feel it and then they basically <laughs> Yes. I'm just sorry. like that. I'm stuck on this I tongue thing. It's disgusting. And here's okay, here's where it gets really bizarre. So we talked about the tongue. Mm-hmm. The tongue is so the aswang is drawn their victims are typically pregnant women. Oh, lovely. I know, I know. So they are drawn to fetuses. So it's not so much the women that they eat or prey off of. It's the fetuses. And the tongue is designed to paralyze the woman. And then they suck the fetus out with their tongue. Through like the navel. This is just so much to process. And it's bringing up so many different fears. I know. But stop and think about it. Because, you know, a lot of times these mythical creatures, cryptids, sometimes are used to explain, especially like in the Filipino culture, to explain things that happen. Okay. So, like, think about this. This would be, this would explain things like a miscarriage. Mm. What happened? The, clearly it was in a swamp. The swamp got my baby. I just and I know it's terrible but that's and they even so I watched a documentary on this and they talk about that about how this was used to kind of explain miscarriages and um it even goes a little bit further to talk about how like because they also apparently some versions of them will eat people like literally eat people yeah but they will send a decoy back like basically it's a a fake version of the person okay but then that will very quickly die and so that explains like sudden illnesses sudden deaths um and that kind of thing so it's almost like nowadays when something's going wrong you're like oh i must be hexed yes somebody put a hex on me essentially oh for them it's it's the aswang Okay. Okay. And 
it's interesting because some versions they say that they won't they won't like feed they only feed on like strangers so it's not like because again the humanoid form they can blend in if they wanted to mm. so that it's not like they it's not like they like live in the woods or anything they could be living like in your community but in your barangay feed on somebody that that they know okay yeah that makes sense um and oddly enough the aswang are typically portrayed as women hmm in some versions they're beautiful women in some versions they are not beautiful women hmm. and then they can also be portrayed or some versions portray them as disfigured humans that move with unhuman like behaviors much like we saw in that video yeah where they it looked kind of humanoid but like it just was moving a little weird and the hands looked elongated it just, just didn't look right off. yes um and unlike their uh, so with the aswang unlike their vampire counterparts they can blend in during the day as i was saying mm -hmm. like literally like they could have families they could be married oh, dang yeah they could have friends they could have jobs but then at night, when the sun goes down, guess what? What? It's not that scary. I mean, it is scary. <laughs> they they shapeshift into the aswang and they go hunting, more or less. Dang. Yeah. And uh, it just, I don't know, it just freaks me out because the aswang are basically the the anti-filipino culture because mm. you know the filipino filipino culture is all about community and family and right whereas this is kind of that anti-culture of like preying on people and Ugh. yeah it it's interesting um so even though the, some versions say that they have families they blend in other versions of this of the aswang say that they are more withdrawn single they don't have families they stick to themselves think of like in i guess in western culture it would be the old lady who lives by herself in the really creepy house oh yeah kind of along that line that's what i would equate it to uh, they also so they say that they shape shift obviously but the most common shapes that they shift into are pigs dogs and chickens what mm -hmm. okay i i get the dogs because i remember there were dogs everywhere uh-huh and yes. you know we were told to stay away from them because yes. most of them were not um vaccinated for rabies right but they were literally everywhere yes there are a ton of stray dogs and you know it's it's interesting because parents parents in the philippines will use this shape shifting into dogs and chickens and pigs they will use this to encourage their kids to stay in the house at night to not go out after dark i'm not judging because i feel like that would be effective <laughs> well i mean it would i mean that would be effective for me oh yeah especially like thinking back to how many stray dogs there were and um <laughs> chickens running around like it just I, oh 
it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I'm like, how close have we been to one of the swans? Stop it. <laughs> I mean, let's make it personal, Kate. Or not. Or, <laughs> or not, not. Or not. Um, I mean, yeah, as a child, if I were a child in the Philippines, this would definitely make me uneasy. And I would definitely be staying in the house. Yeah. I'd never leave. Right? So there are some ways that you can ward off the Aswan. As in with most cryptids, there are things that you can do to either avoid them, ward them off. You know. Kind of, you know, if you see it. No, you didn't. (laughs) Shout out to one of our other favorite podcasters. That is her saying. Yes. So with the Aswang, and some of these are going to sound super familiar. Some of the ways you can ward them off are with garlic. Like the vampires. Like the vampires. Salt. And like some of them say like if you put like salt at the door, Mm -hmm. it will keep them from coming in your house. I feel like that's pretty common. That's pretty common. Uh, Certain spices or mixes of spices. And my favorite. Lord. My favorite. And this is more. I think it's more kill it. But obviously you can ward it off. A whip made of stingray tails okay uh-huh what yes a whip made of stingray tails where does one acquire such an item well i mean it's the philippines i mean it it's not like our landlocked selves where you know those kind of things are not easy to come by still just seems like such a stretch i know it's interesting but even further because the aswang were believed to be the causes of miscarriages, countermeasures to drive away the aswang during childbirth kind of came about. Okay. So one of the ways that they would kind of ward off the aswang during childbirth, is, you ready for this one? No, I'm going to say no. Is for the husband of the childbearing wife to remain under the house naked while furiously waving a sword okay that just sounds a little petty betty (laughs) like you did this to me so here's your punishment i guess i don't know i just i don't know to me that one's a bit of a stretch but apparently it is one of the things that kind of came about to ward them off during childbirth i'm just thinking of the spiders in the philippines yes they're i Mm. Mm-hmm. they're huge huge and to lay naked under a oh gosh oh i know so another thing that they kind of came up with to ward off the aswang during childbirth is to have sharp sticks inserted between the bamboos of the house floor to prevent the aswang from lurking under the house okay that one I could see. Like, to me, that one makes a little bit more sense. And if you are sick in the Philippines, don't stay in a house with holes and don't you dare groan lest you attract the aswan. Gotcha. So a little stray from the childbirthing part of it. Yeah. But that's one of their, that's one of the things they say is if you're sick, don't stay in a house that has holes and don't groan because you'll attract it. Which I guess that kind of comes about, you know, typically your prey 
You go after the weak prey. The weak ones. Yep. Yeah. So you know, there's also, and I don't. This one's a little. This 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 kind of sounds a little witchy to me. Like it kind of dabbles in witchcraft. There is a special oil that you can make that will tell you if an aswang is near. That's fascinating. Yeah, so to to make this oil, you, there's a particular coconut. I guess you you pick a coconut. You look at a tree and you go, that coconut right there. I'm going to use that coconut. <laughs> you watch it grow. You pick it at twilight during a full moon when it is wet and gloomy. The breeze should also be chilly. The coconut should then be grated and its juice must be squeezed out. Boil the mixture until it becomes an oil. Recite secret prayers and throw all the waste into the ocean so that the aswang cannot trace whoever made the oil. Once this is complete, the oil should be hung at the door of a house and it will boil whenever an aswang is near. So there are other methods of detecting the aswang without the use of this magical boiling coconut oil. I say it seems really complicated. Right? That's a lot just to, you know, detect if one is just near. Right. So there's some other things that you can kind of lean on to know if an aswang is near. If there are scratching noises heard from the ceiling, um, that's often a sign of nearby a swan. Uh, they can also disguise, um, sorry, and a swan that is in disguise can be, so like if they're in their humanoid form, they can be detected by seeing if your reflection in their eye is inverted. Okay. Like, so like if, if you're like talking to somebody and you kind of have this suspicion that they're in a swang, you want to try to look and see your reflection in their eye. Oh, okay. And if it's upside down, they're in a swang. Mercy sakes. There's also another really weird one. And I don't know how, to me, this is, you just look like, I don't know. If To me, it's a little ridiculous. Another way you can tell is by looking, like, do like a forward fold, like you're doing in yoga. Mm -hmm. Do a forward fold. Look between your knees. <laughs> and if they're in a swung, the image of them will be different. And that can be taken in a lot of different ways. That's bizarre. They could be misshapen. You could see them in their natural form. You could, like, you'd see some kind of deformity. I feel like they would realize what was happening, though. Right? Like, that's, that's pretty obvious. It's a little obvious that, oh, hey, I'm checking to see if you're in a swang. Versus just standing face to face and trying to see your reflection in your eye. Hold on, let me do my yoga. I missed it this morning. <laughs> right? That's just so bizarre to I me. I know. Like I said, this is... What I'm, what I'm sharing on this podcast is so boiled down from all the research that I've done. Like I had to kind of like pick and choose the different things to share because there's so many different versions out there and there's so much information out there on this creature. It was a lot. Mm. I mean, a lot. Um. Oh, 
going back to the dogs and the pigs and the other creatures being as swans, in particular, if they have no tails, oh, they could be in a swan. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And then, of course, you know, in the Philippines, they are very Catholic saturated. Like Catholicism is probably the I think the biggest religion in the country. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are Catholic and a lot of that comes from the Spanish coming in and, um, bringing Catholicism with them. Um, but they say that during, that during holy masses, a swans will attempt to dodge a blessing. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, I mean, we've talked about all these different ways that you can tell where if an swung is near, if a person isn't a swung, ways to ward them off. Mm-hmm. But I could only find one way to kill them. Okay, hit me. What is it? It's super classical decapitation. Of course, that is always the solution. I know. However, I did hear one that it did take it a step further. Like, you had to decapitate them. And then you had to separate the body, like the two parts, mm-hmm. in like different directions so that they couldn't like, I guess, find their way back together and okay, I'm was... back together. That is what I was told as a kid about snakes. Yes. And it freaked me out. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of along that line, see, the belief is that you have to separate the two pieces so that they can't come back together. Hmm. I don't know. It's, like I said, there was so much out there on the Aswang and so many different versions. Like, there's even one about, uh, um, basically, they're familiar, which is this almost bird-bat-like creature that also oh. hunts humans and Interesting. devours humans. Yeah. And they refer to it as, um, oh, what was the, fr- uh, a tick 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 tick. I feel like I've heard of that before. There's, yeah, there's another term, but they're, they're known as a familiar to mm-hmm. the Aswang. Fascinating. Yeah. It, there's just, like I said, so much out there. I had to kind of boil this down. I could talk about this probably for another hour, but I won't. Um, but I did want to highlight, I was surprised to find that the Aswang they they've actually gotten some screen time. Oh. So there there's a documentary out there I kind of referenced that um which is I think it's called the Aswang and or the As- the Aswang phenomenon I think is what it's called and it's very informative, very cool. It even talks about how the Aswang kind of gets into like the 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 arts and stuff like that and how you see it portrayed there. Um, so there's the documentaries out there and did you ever watch, um, the TV show Grimm? Uh, bits and pieces. Okay. Yes. So the basis is they took all of these basically mythical creatures and it, they wrap it up into this huge show. And anyways, one of the episodes in season three is about the Aswang. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. 
and have seen it because I've watched that whole that whole series like every season. Um, love the show. Did not remember. Like I had to go back and watch it because I was like, I don't hmm. remember. But as soon as I saw it, I did. You knew. I knew. I was like, oh, the tongue in the belly that and thing. The, oh, that thing. Yeah. Um, and then of course, on the paranormal caught on camera. Yes. Where it's footage, camera footage of this thing rushing to the gate, materializing through the gate, and then turning humanoid Ugh. as it just casually saunters into this gated area. Mm-mm. So that is the swung. I will not be Googling that until tomorrow. Yeah, don't Google it. My husband did, and now I think he is ruined. Probably. Yeah. Because we will be sleeping with the lights on tonight. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) All right, so I want to know which cryptid you pick. Because I know you love cryptids, and you love a lot of the, the stories around these cryptids. So which one did you pick? So I went with a fairly popular one, and it's funny that you were talking about your creature showing up in movies Mm -hmm. on screen time, because I actually saw, I didn't realize, the creature I'm about to talk about has one or two movies already. Really? It has been featured in one of the episodes of Supernatural, and there's actually a movie that, I don't know if it's already out or if it's coming out October of this year, which is right now. Based what off is it? of it's called Antlers. Oh. And it is based off of the I'm only gonna say this once, the Wendigo. Oh this is a fairly popular, well known cryptid. Um especially in this area. Yes. So because we are in Appalachia and there's like rumors that it's in Appalachia, I will be referring to it as the Windy Boy. Yes, that's my favorite Windy Boy. Because I'm not taking any chances. Although Wacky Bagel was pretty good. I do like Wacky Bagel, but I don't think I can say it seriously. No. So no we'll stick with Windy Boy. Okay. So just a little bit of origin story for you. Um, the Windy Boy is actually from Native American lore. Oh. So specifically, it's coming from the Algonquin culture. Um, and because of this, the typical locations where you're going to see a windy boy is the East Coast Forest of Canada, mm. Great Plains of the United States, of course, of course, um, and then the Great Lakes region. Okay. But it's also been reported to be in Appalachia. So, yes. you know, not taking any risk because we're close to Appalachia and... Well, and I mean, in, in Appalachia, I mean, that extends pretty far north mm-hmm. i mean we always tend to think of it as just kind of like the area around kentucky right virginia west virginia the carolinas tennessee we it don't really huge. think about it north but it, it does extend quite a far bit north oh absolutely um but i did i didn't realize this um they are said to be more active in the colder months because they are associated with Famine and cold and ice, I, um, starvation. This is why I don't like winter. I know, right? Just saying. So allegedly they hibernate more in the warmer months, even though they are still known to come out, but mm-hmm. they're more active in the colder months. So there's a couple different ways, like, you know how it is. 
from version to version of the story, things vary. Yes. But there's like two main themes of how you can become a Wendigo. Oh. Oh, I said it. Oh, mercy. Uh, Wendy boy. Strike one. Um, And typically it's by either reverting to cannibalism uh. and eventually you you get hooked on it and you kind of trade your soul out. Like you lose your soul. You become the Wendy boy. Wow. That's one way. Or the second way is you get possessed by a spirit of a Wendy boy. No bueno. Can we yeah, do an exorcism? Neither neither is a good option. Does but an those, exorcism work? <laughs> no. So those are the two main ways, regardless of which story you come through, like or that you go to. Um those are your two main options. Oh. Uh can I take C? None of the above. I know, I know. So the Windy Boy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch myself. The Windy Boy. Um, these are reportedly very tall creatures. We're talking upwards of 14 and 15 feet. Oh, that's way taller than I was thinking. Absolutely. Um, and it's said that the more they eat, the larger they grow. I mean, that makes sense. But most stories will say 14, 15 feet. Just this really wow. tall. Um, they're very pale. Yes. Um, their skin is described as like this ash gray color. Ew. I know. Just like. What I imagine, death. like, I was saying, what I imagine, like, a dead, dead person that has been, like, decomposing for a while would look yes. like. Well, and they're also described as looking emaciated. So, like, uh, it's just skin clinging tightly to bones. Yeah. There's really nothing there. And it's because they're always hungry. Mm. They are always starving. And that's why, even though they're eating a lot, they look emaciated it's just part of the i don't want to say curse but it's just part of it they have a really good metabolism i guess that's yeah i don't want one like that but anyways um sometimes they're described with glowing eyes or they can have really long claws but if you look at some and again there's many different versions of what the windy boy looks like there's different depictions but they're very gangly skinny the claws like it's just almost humanoid but not but it's just not so it's not right it's not right some of the pictures and videos that i've seen have like haunted me well and like i picture them like completely hairless and like almost like no facial features like i mean i know some of the versions say glowing eyes but Mm -hmm. i always kind of picture them with like no distinguishable facial features yeah it's just if you get a chance google because there are so many different depictions or don't if you want to sleep (laughs) yeah you won't sleep very well after you google so this is also probably the scariest thing for me mm-hmm. is that they can imitate human voices oh yeah oh, or no. cry like a baby what so that they can lure people in because well, yeah. what it is is they're not they started out as humans right now they've become this creature so there's still some sort of humanness to them right 
So they're still... They've got some minimal characteristics. So they can learn and mimic speech. But it's almost described as a um, computerized... Oh. Trying to sound like an artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's kind of what I had in mind. Almost like if you try to, like... Like you type something in and then have it played back. Or, like, Google Translate sometimes does not... No. Yeah. And what's even worse is the quieter it is, the closer it is. Stop. And it's just some mind trick, I guess, to trick your prey. Because that's what they're doing. Well, they're hunting. Well, because you, if you think about it, I get that. Because you would think that, oh, it's quieter, so it's further away, which means I can relax. Like, yes. I can let my guard down a little bit, and then that's when they... Yes. Attack. Yeah. So if it's hunting you, it will call to you. So it's also said they will stalk their prey for a while to learn your habits, to learn your name. And then it will use that. It will call out to you by name. Don't like that. mm -hmm, To try to get you to come out into the woods or wherever Mm -hmm. or to pay attention to it. And then it can attack. Nope. So there's that. Um, also reported shrieks and growls. So I feel like that's pretty common with a lot of cryptids. It is. Yeah. But um, the other indicator to know if one is nearby, and I've heard, you know, our favorite TikToker and podcaster has yep. talked about this. There is this horrid smell. Yes. That comes with it. It just, you almost can't escape it. It's like death and rotting flesh mm-hmm. and it's just ugh, disgusting thankfully i have yet to experience this hopefully i never will but well i i imagine like that like dead animal smell you know like if an animal's got yes. hit on the road and oh yeah you can just smell it mm-hmm. and a lot of people when you're reading their um windy boy encounters mm-hmm. talk about the smell yeah and it follows you it's just, I just can't imagine. It just hangs around. Yeah. Um, the other scary part, speaking of following and stalking, because they have a little bit of human left in them, do not think you are safe inside of your house. No! Because they know how to open doors. Stop. Because they were once human. So one of the things that kept popping up was don't think you're safe just because you're inside. See, like I'm that person that like if I get a little creeped out at night, I am no joke. I am the person that I will pull the blanket up over my head. Oh, for sure. I can't see it. It can't see me. I, yes. (laughs) And so I, going into the house to me, I would think, oh, I'm safe. I'm in my fortress I won't lie, the dog freaked out last night, was growling at something, and I started to just roll over and ignore it, and I finally was like, no, I, I gotta, I'm the sole defender of this house. I gotta get up and check it out, but I had been researching the Windy Boy, so that was kind of in the back of my head. Right. So, yeah, so, um, Ugh. it can get inside. Don't like that. So, some suggested ways of protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. Do not run. Not run. So how it's described is like, um, you know, where there's, um, there's a predator, 
uh-huh. and it's chasing its prey. The harder your prey runs, the harder the predator runs. Uh. So the number one thing is like, don't run. If you hear it, don't turn around. Don't acknowledge it. As Abby is, I think it's Sabata says, if you see it, no, you didn't. didn't. If you hear it, no, no you, you don't. don't. You just don't. You don't acknowledge it. Um, because by acknowledging it, like that's kind of inviting it almost. Right. Um, you you just don't see it. You don't acknowledge them. Um, and then there's your typical, you know, you can use protections like sage, cedar, your religious symbols, yeah. um, things like that to kind of ward it off, protect your house. Um and a lot of those are very common with warding off cryptids in general yes so you can protect your house to keep them from coming in but don't rely on your deadbolt do we have any sage around here i'm just asking i'm gonna go raid the spice cabinet here in a minute (laughs) (laughs) sprinkle that around um so yeah so you you can protect yourself you know don't go out at night Mm -hmm. don't and i i know you're about to give me a look don't go hiking by yourself I know, I know, because they can stalk around during the daytime. Exactly. They can stalk you, follow you. Stop giving me that look. This is why you need me to go on the hikes with you. That's why I take protection with me. That's why you need to take your sister with you. <laughs> um, And again, most important, I cannot stress this enough, don't acknowledge it. <laughs> if you hear something calling your name, just keep walking. Just keep walking. Just keep walking, but don't run. So actually, um, I also did a little research into how to kill a Wendigo. Of course. And I listened to one podcast that gave a very detailed process on how to kill a Wendigo. Be boy. I mean, I caught myself. A a whole process? Oh, yeah. It's insane. But basically, you can can boil it down. Uh, Decapitation. Of course. Again, a classic. Um, But you have to burn the remains. Because the whole thing is like they are cold creatures. Their heart is now ice. So you have to burn it. So the flip of that is hot. Yeah. Burn it. You've got to burn it. Mm. Um, You can stab it in the heart. Of course. But you still have have to crush the heart and burn the remains. Um, And then other things that I found, of course, silver bullets, silver daggers. Kind of like your typical... It's more like werewolfish, vampire-ish. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of along those lines, but apparently it works for the Windy Boys. Um, But hopefully you can just avoid it and you won't have to kill it. Yeah. Um, But interestingly enough, and I just want to touch on this before we end our creepy session here, there was actually a medical condition named after the Windy Boy. What? And I'm going to say the name here again just because it is a medical diagnosis. The Wendigo psychosis. Okay, so what did this entail? It's actually pretty simple, and um, people don't like to use this term just because it's not, you know, they didn't study people that have this. It was kind of just like a, oh, well, this is the symptom, here's this title. So it's not really, like, medically researched or anything. Mm. Um but it's basically used as a diagnosis for people who resort to cannibalism for no apparent reason. Oh. Yes. So this would be like, there's food nearby. There's food readily available, but this person chose cannibalism 
over the food. Ugh. And we're not talking like serial killers. So I pulled one of the stories off so like you could kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. So this is back in 1878. Okay. This um, Plains Cree trapper from Alberta. His name was Swift Runner. Um, okay. Him and his family, which was, you know, him, his wife, they had six kids. Mm. Um, and it was one winter and reportedly they were starving. They were having a hard time. It's winter time, whatever. Things are scarce. Things are scarce. Well, after his eldest son died, Swift Runner just killed and ate his wife and remaining kids. Just, just ate them. Just... And some, this is like the brief version, but they talk about what was left at the scene, basically. And it was pretty gruesome. But oh. he, so that's his wife and his five other children. I just can't fathom deciding that your family is a snack. Exactly. But here's the kicker. There was an emergency food supply just 25 miles away. Stop. And he knew about it. He could have gotten there. He could have gotten the food. But he chose. But he chose cannibalism. I can't fathom that. Especially, like, it's one thing, like, you hear about, like, serial killers doing some pretty crazy things mm -hmm. typically to strangers right but your family yeah five kids so because there was a nearby source of food but he opted for cannibalism they kind of just slapped on this diagnosis of wendigo psychosis interesting now granted he was arrested he was eventually put to death, and right before they executed him, he he confessed. Wow. I don't know if it was right before, but yeah, at he, some point before he, at some yeah. point before they they executed him, he confessed. Yes. So he was a he was aware of what he did. Apparently, wow. So there's not a like confirmed like this is not a common diagnosis, obviously, but um, I was gonna say, was there any research on like or was there any information about like how many cases there have been of this over the years? I didn't get an exact number, um like ballpark. I don't know. I and I'll be honest, I even went to I don't I typically don't like to use Wikipedia. <laughs> but I went to Wikipedia just to get some basic information and I think there were like three or four stories just on the wikipedia page huh, interesting if i remember correctly so i mean it's it's been out there it's been around i'd be curious to thing. know like how many cases over the years yeah i might have to dig into that because I, I was just kind of blown away when they were like oh and by the way there's a medical diagnosis named after the windy boy excuse me it's <laughs> intense so there's you know, this is a very brief overview of the Windy Boy. There is a ton of information out there. It is very, very creepy. But I'll just leave you with this again. If you hear something calling your name, just ignore it. Yeah. Just walk away. Walk away. Do not run. I say walk is the key word. Yes. Walk away. Oh. So how are you going to sleep tonight? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm going well, I'm going to go home. I'll burn some sage. I'll throw some salt at the door. Right. <laughs> some salt in front of my bedroom door. <laughs> All the doors. Oh man. Yeah, it's 
and with researching all this stuff, you know, it gets in the back of your oh, head. Yeah, you start hearing things. Mm-hmm. So it'll definitely be difficult to sleep tonight. But kind of like whenever we were talking about one of the other cryptids sometime back, the not deers. Oh, gosh. And then I had to drive home on the back roads. Mm-hmm. And of course, where we live, it is not uncommon to see deer at night on your way home or driving on these roads right and that's all i could think yeah that's all i could think was is that a not deer or is that a real deer and i'll tell i'll do a a plug here for one of my favorite tiktokers um i can't remember his handle but it's like aiden mathis Mm -hmm. or mattis he does so much on cryptids he does Mm -hmm. other lore and mythology but He's got a ton of information on his TikTok. I know they've got a YouTube page. So if you do want to know more about any of the cryptids we've talked about or the other ones that are out there, which there are a ton. Yeah. um, The information's out there. You just got to look for it. Yep. So we hope you all have enjoyed this spooky session. And (laughs) yeah, we'll be back in... In a week with more spooky, scary things for Halloween. And it may even be a little less than a week. just kind of depends on how things go. Uh, But so next week we are going to be talking about um, spooky conspiracies. And I have yet to settle on a topic because there's so many. I know. I have been looking at a couple of different ones. And then something will come across TikTok and I'm like, ooh. Maybe that would be a good one. Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of great spooky conspiracies out there. Yeah. So we got to make sure we don't, like, pick the same one. We'll have to give each other, like, a tease just to, like, we'll do a tagline so we don't end up with the same. (laughs) Just need to make sure it's not the same conspiracy. Well, there's a ton of options out there, so y'all will just have to tune in next week to see what we've picked. Yeah. And y'all have a good week. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.